Podcasting from the CRW studio, this is the Two Drink Minimum with your hosts, Henny and Patron. Cheers, college football fanatics, and welcome to the Two Drink Minimum. I am Dan Patron, and with me as always is Kevin Hennigan. It's championship week, and tonight we preview the SEC championship. It's a clash of styles. The old adage that defense wins championships will be tested when Joe Burrow and LSU's offense faces the Georgia defense. Our analysis, picks, and more next on the Two Drink Minimum. Yes, I have the screwdriver and bottle again. I was just watching and see how that went that time. I know I wouldn't be able to do that. That's pretty good. I need it's a, a lever system, Henny. It's I need a lever system. Traditional bottle opener for me. And even then, I may struggle. Um, so it's it was in honor of Small Business Saturday, that was this past Saturday, we went back-to-back episodes where we have a local Syracuse beer, both from Middle Ages. My guy Isaac Rubenstein over at Middle Ages brews up some nice stuff this evening we have the syracuse pal al which he put in the throwback label as a limited edition that's a great spot that's a great spot we should we we need a podcast from there at some point well i'd like to set up shop there bring some of the people down there and do a uh, remote broadcast i think isaac would be into it there that'd be cool tonight uh we're looking at sec sec championship game lsu is favored by seven and a half points in this game kevin this is truly a clash of styles. I mean, when you take a look at this game, number four ranked Bulldogs lead the SEC in number four CFP ranked Bulldogs yep. lead the SEC in total defense, scoring defense, rushing defense, pass efficiency defense. That's that's good. good D. That's a great defense. LSU leads the SEC in total offense scoring offense and joe burrow has set the sec league's single season passing yardage record every week it seems like they were just breaking from the first week of the season there's breaking records there i mean talk about a clash in styles it's i assume what you got every time we talk about the playoff playoffs exactly you want to talk playoffs i just assume that lsu is going to beat georgia in every scenario, I throw in that little caveat, like, okay, so LSU beats Georgia, and then what else happens? Every single time. Am I wrong for doing that? Am I off base? Is Georgia going to beat LSU? I, I just, every single time I do this, I'm just, well, LSU is going to beat Georgia. Although it'd be a $6 million move. $6 million loss. $6 million. If Georgia, right, you get $6 million a team for your conference if you get in the playoff. So if Georgia beats LSU, now that's twelve million. They're both getting. We know LSU is getting in the playoff. Does LSU's that does that factor way. into anything? Like like is there? I haven't heard anything, and I doubt with Ed Orgeron that they would ever relax. But if you know you're going into the playoff, does that impact the mentality of these guys at all? For recruiting purpose, you got to think that that an SEC championship means something to these guys. It has to. It, it, it has to. LSU hasn't won one in a little while. So to fly that banner, it, that's got to mean something. It means something for recruiting. You, you know, a lot of times Alabama, LSU, Georgia, all of these teams, Auburn, Florida, they're going for the same guys. 
that same group of five-star guys. So I got to think that the SEC championship means something. And if you didn't care, if you were one of those people that want to expand the playoff, I know last year or last week I went on a little bit of a tangent here, but just to briefly touch back that on that. That was a great tangent. If you are one of those people that want to expand the playoff, you're talking about a game where you have to hope LSU cares about the SEC championship here or else you're playing. No, you don't even come to the game. If you're LSU, you're like, that's cool, but we're just going to, we'll, we'll see you guys in the playoff. Wait, that's not limited to just this game. I know. We're just talking I mean, about SEC. You'd probably but... be sitting there, a Big Ten game, you could say the same thing. A uh, Big 12 game, you could say the same thing. Maybe the Pac-12 game. So uh, that's not just this game. The Bulldogs, the Georgia Bulldogs pose the toughest challenge that Joe Burrow and the Tigers have faced all year. Is that fair to say? Defensively. I, Defensively. I don't know about that. I, I don't. I love the Auburn defense. I love them. Auburn has the ability to get to the quarterback that I don't think Georgia has shown. I'm an Auburn guy. You saw it this Derek Brown one-handed grabbing an Alabama running back and being able to yank that dude back. And I don't, does Georgia even have defensive linemen wearing single digits? Do they have any D linemen wearing single digits? They better because D linemen wearing single digits is is. is so where Georgia, it's at. I mean, you look at the stats; it's incredible. But who Auburn has played? I don't know where their rankings stack up with Georgia's numbers, but I think that Auburn defensively was the toughest challenge. And that was LSU's tightest game, right? That was 23-20, something like that. It was like, I think it was a three-point game, very low scoring in terms of what LSU has done this year. Right, but but Georgia played Auburn. Georgia played Auburn and beat them by a touchdown. I like that Auburn defense. They beat them 21-14. So the Georgia defense is... In the last six contests, Henny, the SEC champ, SEC East champion Georgia Bulldogs have allowed 51 points total in their last six games. They played Kentucky, Florida, Auburn, Texas A&M, Missouri, and Georgia Tech. Okay, Florida, Auburn, and at times this year, Texas A&M are all ranked teams. Florida and Auburn are top 12, are they? Is that right? Both top 12. Auburn, I think, recently got ranked 12. Florida's sitting there around 8 or 9. 51 points total, Kevin, against those teams. Well, okay, Missouri, not good. A&M, not good this year. Georgia Tech, not good this year. <laughs> so you played two good teams. Auburn's offense, uh, a lot to be, you know. With they, the legend uh, of Bo Nix. That's true. I don't know. Did uh, Booby Whitlow play in that game? If so, he wasn't full strength there. But it's the the Georgia defense. I think that was the game that Booby Whitlow returned. Okay. The Georgia defense is very good, but their offense, I don't know how they're going to score points this week, but I the Auburn defense, the Georgia defense, we go back and forth there. Can they stop LSU? Auburn was able to limit the number of points, but what did you go to the Georgia defense real quick? Why can't they get sacks? Right, they have all these great numbers. They're like in, in the 60s or 70s in terms of sacks for the season, which is surprising for such a dominant defense that they're not able to get to the quarterback. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you're getting to the quarterback to create a hurried quarterback who can't beat you with his arm, right? I, I mean, getting to the quarterback when you're putting up that grade of numbers is kind of irrelevant, isn't it? I mean, it, uh, we that, talk about Chase Young, tons that, of sacks. That's what Chase Young's thing is. 
Well, I, I I get that, but if your defense is putting up that kind of numbers where you're giving up 10 points a game, getting to the quarterback or not getting to the quarterback is sort of nitpicking. If they're playing a zone-type cover three defense where just everybody is covered and that, that completion percentage is way down, that's what you're Should really looking for. Should we get sacks if everybody's covered? Or the guy throws it away. Or the guy throws it away and everybody's covered just because you're not getting sacks when everybody's covered. I mean, they're not giving up yards. They're not giving up points. So right. getting sacks, I know that sacks is like the, the the hot number, the attractive number that everybody wants to see. But if they're not scoring, that's the point, isn't it? You know, I mean, we had uh, Tampa Bay, that Warren Sapp defense uh won the Super Derek Bowl, Brooks. won the Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer or whatever like that. Like that was a similar defense. They didn't get a lot of sacks with that NFL team. I'm going to have to take, I have no idea. Uh, look it up. And I'm if not forget to, then that, that just favors already me have. being right. Um, but I, I think sacks are irrelevant if your defense is stopping people. Okay. The for Georgia, they haven't faced a running back like they're going to see this week. Like they're very good defensively, but Edwards Alaire is the best running back they will have faced this year. Right? We talk about Booby Whitlow was banged. Other up, than in practice, but that was—I don't know if you want to see a guy who can't score touchdowns. I guess every week, Woo. then you could talk about DeAndre Swift. Woo. But when's the last time that guy scored a touchdown? October. Yeah. Look, hey, when you talk about Jake Fromm and you talk about DeAndre Swift. I'm laying that at the feet of of Kirby Smart because I take both those guys on my team. I'll take both those guys on my team. It's not day. over either of the LSU guys that are in this game. But yeah, you know, I probably take DeAndre Swift over over Clyde Edwards. Oh my goodness! I, I take I take uh, DeAndre Swift over him. I I don't think he's being utilized. We talked about it last week. Where he had he, 25 carries against Florida, 86 yards, no touchdowns. He's being utilized. That's a lot of carries for a guy. So you took the one game where they actually gave him carries. He had 19 carries against A&M, no touchdowns. 17 carries against Auburn, no touchdowns. He's got 112 carries against Missouri, no touchdowns. That's good that you get a lot of yards, but you can't score points. Georgia is not going to be able to score points to compete with LSU in this game. No way. Well, look, they don't. First of all, they don't throw him the ball which is a tragic downfall of theirs. You're looking at I love was, when you use the word tragic. It was that Auburn game. Uh, I, I'm, I'm hearkening back. How about hearken? I used hearken, too. I'm hearkening back to the Auburn game. Hearken away. Where he was open. He, he flashed out into the flat, and Fromm just completely missed it. Totally. He was wide and he started jumping up and down after the play, waving his arms around. I mean, this guy wants the ball. He wants the ball. DeAndre Swift wants the ball. They're not getting it to him. And when you're sitting there going, oh, you know, he they're they're feeding him. They're giving the ball. You looked at that Florida game with 25 attempts. That's the most attempts he had all season. That's one of three times he had over 20 attempts. Most of the time he's getting 12, 17, 19, 10, 9. He had a game where he had six carries. You know, so, uh, no, I don't think that they give it to him enough. Especially He'd have to have his best game of the season. If they're going to compete with LSU, DeAndre Swift have to, has to have far and away his best game of the season. And that's what we've talked about. That's what we've talked about because, you know, LSU has scored, I've got it in my notes somewhere here, three straight games with 50 points. 
three straight points they three straight games they've put up 50 points so they are going to have to score in this game and we've talked about it in weeks past is this a, is this a slow play you know can Jake Fromm push the ball downfield do they have tricks up their sleeve you know like we talked about it the uh, the other night when we talked about Wisconsin putting in some extra plays, doing some more smoke and mirror type plays that they hadn't shown before, and they hammered on Minnesota. Does Georgia have something like that? They've been waiting. Have they just been waiting? Because the SEC East is really actually like the fifth best conference in the country. They knew they were going to get to this game, so let's wait and see. The injuries, though, the injuries, and like you look at the receivers, I don't think this was a team that could afford to have the situation with the receivers that they do. Cager, I, I don't, he's not playing, right? I don't know if it's officially out. But Cager's out. The other guy and, punching people in the helmet. I mean, that, I, that's a, a whole other issue, but I saw a lot of that this past weekend. It seemed like it, it was just too much this past weekend that they got to figure out a way. Uh, I wouldn't put it on officials. Coaching staffs have to handle that kind of stuff and have zero tolerance for the type of shenanigans that were going on in some of those games. We saw it with the South Florida Central Florida game the other Harkin, night. Harkin, shenanigans? Nice. Well, yeah, no pickings. Right? No pickings, no pickings for the first half, no cager. So you're needing guys like Blaylock and Demetrius Robertson. They're going to have to step up. They don't get any production from the tight end position. Like uh, They get a catch a game from the tight end position. It's going to be, I think maybe they've got a backup running back in James Cook that guy has been calling electric, and maybe they find a way to get him some touches. Georgia defense has been exceptional, but I don't think that they have any way to compete offensively. LSU has not had a bad game on offense. I don't know what a bad game is going to look like from LSU. The the closest thing we saw is 23 points against a very good Auburn team, and still they threw for 300, ran for 150 yards in that game. Best case scenario for Georgia is you you hold LSU out of the end zone and try to – I mean, you got to hold them to what, mid-20s? Can Georgia score 30 points against LSU? I don't see that happening here. I, I, don't, I don't think so. I mean, you have a Georgia team who is phenomenal at stopping the run, right? So I, I think only Utah is is better. Yeah, the, the number two, three, they give up like 75 yards a game, 70 yards a game rushing. Wow. Okay, I think only Utah is better. So uh, they can stop Clyde Edwards-Alaire. They can limit him. No one can stop him. You That's an absurd statement. <laughs> no one can stop him. You can't stop Did you just Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Did you just pull that away from me? No, I didn't pull it away. I got a little aggressive, and I apologize. It's not it my belt. It was a bell. multiple ding. But look, assuming they can slow down Clyde Edwards. Assume away. Which is quite a task. The dude has put up 686 rushing yards in the last five games. When (laughs) Kevin Hennigan was beating that drum, watch out for this guy. Since that point, Clyde Edwards and Larris put up 686 rushing yards in the last five games. But let's assume, even if they could, even if they can, they're still going to give up 30 points in this game. Right. I mean, if you stop Clyde Edwards and Larris, which is a tall task, you're still dealing with Jamar Chase. Justin Jefferson out on the corners. Both those dudes are over a thousand yards. Yep. Plus you got Terrence Marshall, who has eight touchdowns on the season, and you've also got—I'm just going to call him Randy Moss Jr.—at tight end. Um, is that his Moss. actual name? No. What's his name? Catch a beat running like Thaddeus Moss. I <laughs> Thaddeus. Believe. Yeah, Thaddeus Moss. Thaddeus is an awesome name. Um, 
So then you got Thaddeus Moss over there at tight end, who's also threatening that secondary. That's a lot of dudes. It is. That's a lot of dudes when you're stacking the box to stop Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Georgia has no so room for error in this game. If Clyde Edwards-Alaire is stopped, it's going to take a bunch of dudes to stop him, and that leaves you with one-on-one against at least one of these guys, yeah. maybe two or three of them. And, ah, geez, Kevin. That's that's a tall task. In Georgia, they don't. I mentioned it, and you didn't. Uh, you kind of poo pooed the whole sacks things. But they also don't get interceptions, right? I think they have six interceptions, a pretty small number. So maybe quarterbacks are throwing it away. The kid from Georgia Tech was like five for thirty or something crazy like that. So they're just throwing the ball away. But they have to force turnovers in this game. And Burrow, they haven't played a bad game yet. What does a bad game look like? Thirty points. You scored below thirty six points one time this year. I think if if they if LSU hits twenty points, they're gonna win this game. Because Georgia offensively, or maybe you said they've been hiding their um their, their sneak attacks that they're gonna come out. <laughs> There's a few receivers that we don't know about. James yeah, yeah, James Cook is gonna be coming out of the backfield, catching a bunch of passes. I don't know about that. Um maybe the LSU has gets penalties, maybe a few big penalties here. They average over six penalties a game, um, which is one of the, like that's one of the worst in the country in terms of penalties. So if you're looking for a spot to focus on, maybe a few ill-timed penalties here are a difference maker. But I, I think LSU wins this game, 34 to 20. They're not the Georgia defense is good enough to not allow Joe Burrow and those guys to go over 50 and put on a show like they have. But they win this game by a couple touchdowns. Right, it, and and the problem that you have. The problem that you have with, with LSU is that there is no question about whether or not they've been tested. There is no question about who they've played. So it, when you walk in there with Georgia and you say, well, we're the best defense. We're the greatest defense you've faced. You can't hang with this defense. We're going to shut you down. LSU has actually faced a secondary with better numbers than Georgia. Did you know that? That Talk secondary was Alabama. Roll Tide. And Burrow torched him for 393 yards. Okay, Burrow's best games have come in the biggest games. Wow. They played Texas, Florida, Alabama, and Auburn. All while those teams are ranked. Texas is the only team not ranked. He threw for like 500 yards in that that game, didn't he? 1,478 yards and 11 touchdowns in those four games. Four games. So he's tested. I agree with you. Four games, honey. So he's been there. He's done that. You know, uh, Georgia's got some of those ridiculous stats. They gave up 151 rushing yards total in the three ranked games that they played against Florida, Auburn, and Notre Dame. 151 rushing yards total, but it's just too much. LSU is just too much. Like you said, what does a bad game look like? You know, is is Georgia? Georgia's played in the last three SEC title games. A lot of these dudes were there for all three. Most of them were there for at least two. Right. So does that play into it? You know, does that give them some sort of hey, we've got this advantage that we've been there, done that, ex- game experience? Not this I don't LSU think team. So. No. I don't think so. You roll through this SEC schedule. You talked about the teams you play. You're battle-tested. You can throw all those cliches in there. LSU is ready to go. I, I think I could easily see LSU being the number one team after this weekend. LSU is playing the number four team. 
there'd be no issue with the playoff committee jumping them over Ohio State when you beat the number four team. You think right? they? I mean, it, if you beat the number if you four beat team, beat them down or just beat you, them? If you beat them by a couple touchdowns, you were the number two team, but you beat number four by a couple touchdowns. Who has a better win than right. that, right? I mean, if you look at it, you can. If you're LSU, you want to win this game and also dodge Clemson if you can. But LSU wins this game by two touchdowns. Did you give us a score? Uh, I did not give a score yet. I have. Let me see here. I, I look. I've got the LSU just abundance of talent at wide receiver. Even if they're able to contain Edwards Alaire, which they Hennie cannot. They cannot. Henny thinks they cannot. Look, Patrick Queen, uh, Clavion Chasen have the ability to slow down DeAndre Swift, maybe even contain him at he's certain banged, times He's hurt, of the right? Game. Isn't he kind he's of banged, banged up? He's banged up. The LSU receivers are hurt. LSU's defensive strength is actually their secondary, so there's not much that's going to be going on out there with Fromm. Grant Delprit, uh, Jacoby Stevens, two excellent players in the secondary for LSU. Patrick Queen, uh, Clavion Chasen, able to bottle up DeAndre Swift. Swift has I, more fumbles I, than touchdowns oof. in his last five games. Oof. That's rough. Yeah. Penny. He's calling out a dude. I'm sorry. It's just what's been going on. You can focus <laughs> in on Swift. Let you come after that dude. So that's what I, you're gonna do. Look, I, I don't I don't see I don't see this happening for Georgia. It's a seven and a half point spread. I don't think that's enough. The abundance of talent for LSU. The defense, I think, is better than they get credit for. LSU wins, and they pull away late, 31-17. All right. We're pretty close right there. What do you got? What would you say? I said 34-20. 34-20. That's it. That's all. We're done for tonight. Check us out on Twitter at Henny and Patron. You can listen and subscribe on iTunes. Follow on Spotify, Anchor, Stitch, wherever the hell else you listen, heck else you listen to podcasts. Uh, uh, special thanks to our brewery tonight, my guy Isaac, over there at Middle Ages Brewery for their delicious Syracuse Al Al. I am Dan Patron. He is Kevin Hennigan, and this is the two drink minimum. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>